If you had no emotional response while watching this movie, you are un poco loco. We're talking Coco on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and just an FYI, this show is not for kids, so turn this off and disappoint your parents by getting a liberal arts degree. Boom. That one hit home for anybody. Um, I, sorry if I sound kind of uh, breathy right now. Uh, first of all, uh, this is going to be a, a little bit of a briefer episode. We haven't done this in a while. We're going to do one of those solo episodes where I just kind of rant and ramble at the microphone. And if you turn it off right about now, I wouldn't blame you. But we will eventually be talking about Coco. Oh my goodness, I'm sweating right now. So uh, I'm doing my very DIY setup in my room. And to make it sound a little bit nicer, I covered myself with a blanket. And I've been recording for less than a minute. And it is already a lot to handle. But how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. I'm assuming when, when I asked you, you immediately yelled back, we're doing great, Ross. Boy, oh boy. This has been a long weekend, guys. I, I realized the other day that I, uh, I, not the other day, this earlier today, that I spent this entire weekend, Thursday to just now, Sunday night, talking and uh, taking in true crime. So all I have is Ed Kemper and uh, vampire people on my mind. D- Guys, okay, can we talk about CSI? CSI is a weird show. I had never seen an episode before this weekend, and I watched two episodes this weekend, and the first episode I ever watched, there was a huge plot point involving uh, strippers that uh, like mess around with octopi for men, and I... Guys, I'm gonna be frank. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was a a fun, jovial show. I was like, this is really not okay. And also, I'm uh, I'm getting hotter and hotter. I might take this blanket off of my head because I am trying to subtly take off my socks with my feet, and that's not working out as well as I had hoped. But we're gonna we're gonna power through it, okay, guys? But look, why you clicked on this? First of all. If you're a new listener and you just started listening after uh, last week's episode with Kevin T. Porter, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hope you like it. And you know what? If you want to leave a review uh, on iTunes, I would not be angry. I will I will not uh, make you go take it down and apologize to iTunes' parents. I will not do that. I am very happy to take any and all reviews, good feedback or bad. But look, you're not here to uh, to write a little review. You're here to hear a little review about the, the Loco movie Coco. Guys, I just saw it the other night, so this is a fresh review in my mind. Look, I had somebody drop out, okay? This was going to be a normal fun episode, and it's going to be a fun episode, but you're just going to kind of hear a guy slowly lose his mind while he's sitting under a blanket. It's... It's one of those blankets where it's not that heavy, but it's just heavy enough that when you don't have the air on whatsoever, it's starting to really uh, mess with your head. But let's talk about Coco. So Coco, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's the latest uh, Pixar film. It is 
just about to be on Disney DVD. So if you if you still have a DVD player like cool people like me, then you should definitely get it on DVD. But it's about uh, a, a little boy in Mexico on Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, and he has to go uh, do stuff. I'm trying to remember exactly. Oh, he wants to play guitar, but his family is banned guitar and all music because uh, uh, the main boy... Oh my goodness, what's his name already? <laughs> Miguel, thank you. Thank you, IMDB, that I have open right now. Uh, he has to go... Uh, uh, Miguel's family is like, we hate music because Miguel, your great-great-grandfather, uh, abandoned us and uh, to go play music. I know, classic, right? Like, uh, I, I, I will say right off the bat, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. But why... I, it's it's crazy to me that that's still such a plot point in so many movies where it's just like, well, years ago this happened to our family, so now we never do this or we are always like this. Like uh, I I I can't think of it specifically at the top of my head, but uh, the movie Holes, based off of the book Holes by Lewis Acar Satcher, it it goes off of like, oh, uh, our family's unlucky, and that's just how it is because our great great grandfather didn't um, give a piggyback ride to uh, a witch or, or somebody uh, down a hill. Do, you got, do any of you have any curses on your family? Uh, my family's curse is just that uh, we uh, get acid reflux and we, we, we are routinely late to things. So that's basically the same, right? In terms of curses, uh, Miguel's family is cursed by music. Uh, the Yelnats family is cursed by uh, their great-great-grandfather, and the Wisemans, we are just late. It sucks, but that's okay. Uh, but anyway, let's just talk about this film as a whole, because hopefully if you're listening to this, and the movie's been out for quite some time now, hopefully you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, uh, spoiler alert, but I mean, come on, guys. Like, this movie's been out for long enough. It, it's an Academy Award nominee. We're doing a lot of those lately. But I... I thoroughly enjoy this movie, as I, I think I already have said that like three times in the five minutes this podcast has been going on. But my big issue with uh, Coco is that I'm not sure how rewatchable it is. Now, for those of you who haven't watched it, there are a couple little twists and turns throughout it. Like, I mean, most story structure. But for Coco, it's specifically just these different, uh, there was a couple different perspective changes that really put the story in a new light. And uh, it's kind of like uh, the second time that I watched uh, Gone Girl. The first time that I saw it, the David Fincher film uh, starring Ben Affleck, I loved it. I squirmed in my seat. It was so hard to watch at some points because it was just violent and uh, intense and scary. And it was great. It was this great experience. But then flash forward a year or two later and I was like oh I'll watch it again it was a great movie and it loses a lot of its uh power because you know I mean I I think like a lot of stories no matter how well a story is told there's a lot of diminishing return if it isn't uh it doesn't surprise you anymore now maybe if enough time has gone past you don't experience that but for me personally um I sometimes have trouble watching even my favorite films, my favorite movie movies because of this fact. And I feel like Coco might have a similar place uh, in my viewing order as that. Uh, like, 
I was also, I was sitting, I, w- I was watching it at uh, Temple has uh, my university. It has like a little movie theater that they have. They play movies a couple times a semester. It's $2. It's a lot of fun. And I was sitting there and I was enjoying it, but I, there, there are so many parts in this movie where um, stuff just keeps going on and on. And it's like, okay, uh, like, so Miguel has to find uh, De La Cruz, who is the most famous uh, Mexican uh, singer and guitarist in the world. So, and he thinks, oh my God, I'm related to De La Cruz. So I need to find him so I can get a blessing. It, it's a little bit complicated that he, he accidentally gets uh, sucked into the, the dead people world and he has to get uh, a blessing from his family so he can get back to the living world. But his family members that he meets uh, want him to never play music. And he's like, but I love music. And De La Cruz, he's in my family. So maybe I can get him to give me a blessing and I can keep playing music and blah, blah, blah. And then he meets uh, Hector, who's a troublemaking man, uh, skeleton, and they go on an adventure. And then the uh, the first big twist is like, oh no, a spoiler alert. Oh no, uh, De La Cruz um, is evil. And then twist. Wait a second, De La Cruz isn't related to Miguel. Hector is. Uh, twist again. Like the family is okay with music now. Like there are a bunch of these different twists and perspectives and sorry just need to adjust the blanket that I'm hiding under in my room uh, but these perspective changes keep happening and it was almost exhausting because I was like okay I like don't get me wrong it's a great story it, it's a good movie but I think a lot of times when I rewatch Pixar movies sometimes because they're they're all stretching uh, two hours about uh, I remember The Incredibles is an hour and 55 minutes for some reason I remember that but I feel like this movie could have been just a little bit shorter. And this is interesting to me because the movie is all about kind of very time sensitivity. It's it's Miguel needs to get into the land of the dead, get a blessing, go back to the land of the living and put um, his family's picture back on the afuera so that they can visit uh, the living world. Right? Makes sense. But you lose sense of time and time kind of does it become as much of a, a stakes thing as you think it's going to be in the movie? And Miguel, kind of in the middle of the movie, he's just like, I'm going to play guitar, and it, be- it becomes this whole thing about how he just wants to play music and be accepted, which is an important lesson to teach kids, and it's a good one uh, that they do well here at Pixar. But, I mean, the whole movie is supposed to be this thing of a race against time, and I feel like we kind of lose track of that as M- Miguel just kind of performs more and we kind of determine we find all this evil stuff about de la cruz and uh, like we don't see miguel's family for a solid hour in the in the middle of the movie it's like we see him run away and then oh they're back and i don't remember any of these characters but i i i don't know i i feel like i'm i might be alone in this so you know honestly tweet at kidflixpod or or myself at mr wiseman with your thoughts on kind of these time issues because I feel like I'm having trouble articulating it and I'm trying to be as clear as I can with that because you know when you critique a movie you want to be as uh, detailed and uh, good at talking you which is the thing I sometimes have trouble with but you know what I didn't have trouble with at all in this movie the music yeah I, I left a little pause there so everybody could shout hooray yes the music the music guys in this movie it's so good I've been listening to the soundtrack for the past three days since I saw the movie. I've been listening to 
uh, all the different renditions of Remember Me, which is kind of the little motif song that keeps popping up throughout the movie in different context. And oh my goodness, do I love it. Like, I have not felt this much excitement over singing songs in Spanish since my 12th grade production of In the Heights. This 100% true, you could probably find a record of it somewhere in the in the North Atlantic chapter of the Cappies website. What are the Cappies? It's not an award show for the movie Chappie, which I know, it's a common mistake, it happens all the time, but uh, it's the High School Tony Awards, and uh, my school did in the heights in 12th grade which I didn't feel comfortable with because I am the most white person I know and I played a Puerto Rican man named Kevin Rosario and uh boy oh boy was that a fun time and by fun I mean frustrating because I was like I don't want to do an accent and my director said you should do an accent and I spent the next two months checking in with every single person in the cast to be like does this sound okay and I I watched the DVD a little while ago, and uh, no, it kind of sounds like somebody in Spanish class that's really excited about taking Spanish, and they're like, queso, which, good for you for saying cheese so beautifully, but uh, this is not, that was not a good role for you. But you know what? I've moved on, and just like the music of In the Heights, the music of Coco is very fun and catchy, and uh, I accidentally find myself doing a bit of an accent when I do it, hopefully not offensively, but I mean, uh, there's just a certain flair of singing un poco loco in the actual kind of accented way rather than just saying un poco loco, because like, have you ever gone to a Mexican restaurant with your family and they say quesadilla and you're like, how did you grow up saying it like that and not having a single person correct you? Well, Welcome to my life, ladies and gentlemen. What were we talking about? We were talking about Coco, right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> I just remembered. You see the Pizza Planet truck really early on in the movie. They're just like, yeah, we know. We got to show it. So we're just going to get it out of the way real quick. Just zoom right past Miguel. And Miguel's going to be like, pizza? No, he's going to be like, guitar. Because Miguel really wants to play the guitar, guys. He really does. But the, the music is so good. It's um, It was co-written by um, Robert Lopez, who did uh, Avenue Q, Book of Mormon. He did a lot of the music for uh, Frozen. I also, um, there were other uh, writers listed, but I honestly just do not know those men. So I'm going to say Robert Lopez, but I really mean everybody else that worked on it, because that's important. But you will, if you haven't seen this movie, by the end of it, you are going to be singing Remember Me forever and ever. It's better than Frozen's Let It Go. I might even say it's better than Moana's uh, You're Welcome. Actually, no, I would say it's better than You're Welcome. You're Welcome is fun to sing, but in terms of song quality, is it better than uh, How Far I'll Go? That's hard. I don't think I can... Guys... I'm a risk taker. I don't think I can take the risk to say that Remember Me is better than How Far I'll Go. But I mean, it's pretty darn close. Okay? <laughs> Why am I so angry? Okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I'm just looking. So I'm looking at, uh, I like to look at the IMDb trivia for all these movies. And uh, Coco, 
apparently, this is going to be Disney's last original animated feature for the 2010s because we got The Incredibles 2, Wreck-It Ralph 2, uh, Toy Story 4, and Frozen 2 coming out in the next couple years. Am I going to be still doing this podcast when all those movies come out? I hope not. I hope that I have a full-time job. And also, guys, I feel like you are going to be sick of me in three years if I'm just like, yeah, I thought that uh, the remake of the uh, Toy Story 4 was a little bit uh, silly. And I just realized 2019 is next year. I don't know why. I thought that that was so long in the future. But, oh my goodness, I was so wrong. And you know what? Uh, one thing that I haven't looked into whatsoever is Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which was the short film. Uh, it's hard to say short film. It was 22 minutes that came before Coco for the first couple months or the first couple weeks of Coco's original theatrical run. And everybody hated it because, uh, you know, Frozen is Frozen and an Olaf-centric feature, that's that's a real... Uh, that's a hard one to sit through. And a, a, I remember reading these articles. I completely forgot about this for a bit, but a bunch of people were timing it so they, w- they would get to the theater uh, after the short ended. Uh, and guys, look, Frozen is not as good as Coco or Moana, Moana. I'm saying that officially on the podcast. That is canon for this podcast. But poor Josh Gad. You know, he... Oh, sorry, I knocked something. But Josh Gad, he just wants to be a comedy actor. And you know what? Uh, like, he he got his start on a Robert Lopez original, Book of Mormon. And, guys, I think about Josh Gad a lot, okay? There was a trailer I watched today for Murderer in the Orient Express, and I don't want to see that. I'm never going to see that. Uh, I was also thinking about 1600 Pen, his sitcom about the presidency, where he's... Uh, the president's kooky son. Like, Josh Gad, I love you. You seem like a nice guy. You did uh, Gay LeFou very nicely. I didn't see it, but I heard that people were like, that wasn't the worst part of that movie. Burn on <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Uh, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, please leave. Uh, please leave our good friend, Josh Gad. Friend, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Josh Gad. Leave that boy alone. Um, (laughs) I'm like running, I'm, I'm really running out of steam, guys. I just took the blanket off because I was sweating so much, but I think uh, the, the hot box that I had made for myself was giving me strength because I don't feel like I have that much of a strength anymore. And it's hard to talk to yourself for 20 minutes. I mean, I do it all the time. But to stay on track and talk about Coco for 20 minutes, that's hard. <laughs> but back to the music. Long story short, Remember Me, I've listened to it so many times since I watched the movie. I watched, uh, they did a special Dia de los Muertos celebration at uh, uh, Epcot, Mexico. And they all played it. This um, beautiful mariachi band sang it. And it was so great. And I loved it. I really wanted it. I really wanted to go there. And I uh, hopefully if I go to Epcot soon, I'm going to march right over to Mexico and say, remember me? And they're going to say, oh, good one. Um, remember that time that Disney for this movie tried to trademark Dia de los Muertos? Because uh, that was the original title of this movie, and Disney was like, 
oh, we got to do that. And then everybody was like, no, that's like trademarking the word Halloween, which is weird to say to Disney because they, I, I would assume, trademarked Halloween Town, which is mainly just the word Halloween in it. Uh, I'm reading more facts, and Coco earned more money worldwide in 19 days than Pixar than Cars 3 did in five and a half months. So that either means everybody wanted to see Coco, or nobody wanted to see Cars 3, and I feel like I can guess which one that is. <laughs> so here's the thing. So for these uh, mini-episodes, I don't like to rate it, just because I like to... Uh, balance my opinion with somebody else's so it's not just my podcast it's it's uh, a collective podcast so instead of uh giving my own personal rating which i mean you you guys can probably guess at this point that i very much liked it like all in all coco was a very good film i think it's definitely going to be one of the ones that pixar is remembered most fondly for it was entertaining oh you know what i didn't mention this this is very important guys i cried in this movie And I don't cry a whole lot in movies just because I'm like, yeah, it's not real. But boy, oh boy, at the end of this movie, Miguel is singing Remember Me for the mm, 18th time that you hear it in the movie, but you don't get sick of it. He's singing Remember Me to his, um, his, uh, what are we, what is her name? Her name is Coco. (laughs) But I'm trying to think, I was trying to remember if she was called Abuela Coco or not. But anyway, he's singing to her because she's about to die. And he's like, remember your, your great, uh, your, your dad, my great, great grandfather, because he was good. And he wrote this song and she starts singing along when, when it seems that she's on death's door. And I started crying because it was a beautiful moment. And I was thinking about my grandma. Guys, this movie will make you think about every family member you've lost touch with or that you know their name but nothing about them and you will feel so guilty because I feel so bad that I don't really know a lot about my Bubby Gertie, my Aunt Fanny, uh, my Uncle Howard, all these people. I feel very guilty and I'm very sorry. Uh, If they have podcasts in heaven, know that I'm trying my best and also crazy if you are listening to a podcast in heaven right now like here put this down (laughs) this this is not for angels this podcast is not for angels so turn this off and go hang out by the milkshake fountain which is uh, a reference to heaven from the tv show scrubs that i've held in my hand in my head for years and years and i will never forget it for some reason uh turk and jd's idea of heaven is the one that i like to choose about heaven but anyway, yes, I cried during this movie um, because it 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 wasn't a sad cry. It didn't feel like a forced cry because I feel that's one issue that I have with Pixar a lot is that Pixar will make you cry and they 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 sometimes feel like they're they're doing it on purpose. Like uh, we need a moment where you cry, like when Bing Bong dies in Inside Out. That's just like we want to make you cry when uh, um, when Ellie dies in Up. It's a good moment. It's earned, but I mean, it seems sometimes like we're stretching it out to make you cry. Coco, this scene at the end that made me cry felt very earned and earnest. Earned and earnest, the two big E's, but I loved it. Uh, 
I again, I don't know how soon I would watch this again because um, the the plot kind of felt a little draggy at times, and it could have been cleaned up a little bit. And uh, there was all this stuff with that lady Frida, the the artist with the unibrow, that I thought was funny. But I mean, again, it dragged on super long, and I was like, let's move on, people. I yelled at the screen. Oh, also, I got pissed during the screening because I was—I I said uh, that I saw this at Temple at our kind of little theater, and um, these people did this thing where they were—they cr- were clearly like emotional, but they weren't because they yelled. They went, "Oh," because I mean, if you're emotional or crying, it's a very personal experience, and like, I don't think it's cool in a movie theater to be like, "Oh, I'm crying. Get it? Look, I'm crying. Isn't that crazy?" I hated that. That almost ruined the movie for me. But then it didn't, because I started singing along to Remember Me during the credits. But if I were to put a number on this, like, when we've done these episodes in the past for That's So Raven uh, and Raven's Home for the Beat Bugs, I didn't really give it a rating. I just kind of said I liked it. And um, I don't want to give a rating outright for this movie, but I liked it. I would definitely be open in the future at some point to watch it again. But I want to know what you think. So if you feel so inclined, tweet at me at KidFlixPod or my personal Twitter at Mr. Wiseman and tell me what you thought of Coco. You can also send me Coco memes because that sounds fun. I'm into it. And also get ready because uh, for the month of March, just a reminder that we are going to be having March Muppness, which is a full month of fun Muppet-themed episodes. We're going to be talking about different Muppets movies, and uh, my guest for that month, the entire month, is going to be podcast darling Alyssa Epstein. She's appeared on so many episodes. She has been doing it as a favor to me, and I'm eternally grateful. So, you can follow... I don't know why I keep doing these big pauses. I bet all of you are like, is he done? And then I'm not done, but I'm going to be done soon. So as always, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Find us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at KidFlixPod. Send us an email, KidFlixPod at gmail.com. And just, uh, I'm going to be posting, I've been doing this past couple weeks, and I think it's going to be a tradition from here on out, but I'll start reminding you on the podcast that uh, the day after these episodes drop, so Tuesdays, uh, if you go to the KidFlixPod Instagram account, on the story, every uh, Tuesday morning, I'm going to be posting questions, uh, just little polls that you can take. It's just kind of fun. I've been enjoying that to kind of see and hear what you guys think of it. We, You can see on my profile the ones that we did for Paddington as well as the Boss Baby. So definitely look out for those uh, on Tuesday, a.k.a. tomorrow. So next week, get ready for March Muppness. If you haven't seen Coco, go go out, listen to the soundtrack. Okay, I'm trying to think if I have any final thoughts, but I feel like I've been saying the same couple things over and over again. Uh, There was a weird sex joke in this movie uh, about boobs that drag on the floor, but they can't say boobs because it's a kid's movie, so they make a little joke about like, hey, there's a kid over here. So look forward to that if you haven't seen it, even though I just told you the entire joke. It's that's a weird part of the movie. I think that's the dirtiest thing that's ever been in a Pixar movie now that I'm thinking of it. I can't think of a single moment in a Pixar movie that uh, was more clear in sexual nature. Even though, I don't know, maybe Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head did some kinky-ass stuff. But anyway, <laughs> that's all for this week. Uh, I will hear you next week, and go, go, Gadget, and show. <laughs>